0: charts and graphs as we uh, all get used to the new reality of omicron and not even paying any attention to case counts anymore because they're pointless we don't they're not even real so even the percent positivity not not an important number really because it, it doesn't really reflect what's going on in the reality uh, but here's a number that we should be paying attention to hospitalizations in the province of ontario in the last 24 hours up by 198 icus up by 31 And right across the province, hospitals are issuing press releases and putting out, you know, different warnings about what's happening in their uh, places in Ontario. Let's take you to Sarnia Lambton, and Blue Water Health. And on the line, Dr. Michael Haddad, who is Chief of Staff at Blue Water Health. Welcome to the program, doctor. Thank you. I appreciate you being here. What's happening in your hospitals right now?
1: Well, it's a constellation of many different things. Um, It's always busy in the wintertime, you know, December and January. Um, But unfortunately, in addition to it, we have this uh, new wave or the latest uh, variant of COVID-19 Omicron, which is so contagious that it's leading to more uh, people getting infected um, and getting sicker, presenting to the ER and being admitted. In addition to it, uh, the third aspect of it is many of our own staff also is being affected by the same uh, variant in the community. So we have many staff who are um, isolating or sick. So we have uh, three things happening at the same time. Uh, You
0: you put out a release this week saying that you have five times uh, the usual number of staff on sick?
1: Yeah, the daily sick calls have gone up quite a bit, and it's all very legitimate, um, mostly due to uh, the the variant itself in the communities, yes.
0: Uh, Niagara Health uh, putting out a release, uh, that hospital saying that they are suspending their mandatory vax policy to try and get more staff back into the hospital. Are you doing the same?
1: No, um, we, um, while we don't, we didn't want to lose any single staff person, of course, um, our uh, staff loss due to the vaccination mandates was less than 1%, half were not clinical, half were clinical. Um, our issue here is much bigger, we have 5-10% to 10% of uh, illnesses, in addition to increased pressures, and the, the 1% that we lost, unfortunately, uh, we were able to backfill at the time.
0: Uh, when the premier made his announcement earlier this week, uh, part of the the messaging was that that people are going into hospital, and I, I gave that number one hundred and ninety eight, almost two hundred more people in hospital across the province. But it, in most part, it's less severe, and the stays are shorter. It's just a, a question of capacity. Is that what you're experiencing?
1: Well, it depends. Um, we, for one, we have more patients being admitted to the medical floors than before. Uh, the, um, but some of them are ending up in the ICUs, as you've just mentioned. Um, our numbers basically in the ICU were 160 in the province uh, on Christmas Day, and now we're up to 320, so we doubled within 10 days. And if the trajectory continues, we'll be at, you know, 400 soon, 450, 500 very soon, uh, because the line is fairly sharp the The incline is very sharp. Um, having said this, most of the patients would probably require more medical beds as as opposed to ICU. Given that uh, we the Omicron seems to be a bit uh, milder, but it's not mild enough to to um, help us as a hospital. Um, given that there's so many people infected out there, so even a small percentage of a much larger number is still a large number for us because the the hospital resources are finite. Fi- finite.
0: Uh, you you're also in the statement that uh, the hospital put out talking about the dire situation in ICUs, especially among the young unvacc- unvaccinated in all age groups. Can you tell me a little bit about what's happening?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're concerned about everyone's well-being, regardless vaccination or not. Uh, we've noticed a trend towards uh, um, most of our patients being uh, unvaccinated, uh, especially when it comes to ICU. On the medical wards, it's about 60-40 split. Um, in the ICU, it seems to be, 85, 90% unvaccinated um, in our center, anyways, in the province, about 70%. And um, they tend to be this time younger than before. We're looking at people in their, um, patients in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, as opposed to the first wave when we had, you know, patients in their 70s and 80s mostly. So this is very concerning to us. And I mean, I have to be honest, I, we still don't know if we're dealing with Delta or Omicron in our ICU because we don't have the genetic sequence yet. Um, but if, if this is, Omicron, then we're seeing severe lung disease, and that would be even more concerning if that's the case.
0: I, I think that out there there is a, a, a there's a lot of people who are like who are thinking or reading about you know the less severity of Omicron. I, I I think I get more email now about you know it's just the flu than I have ever gotten over the entire course of the pandemic. I, you know people sort of pushing back. Against the narrative that they're hearing from medical officials, can you address that? Uh,
1: certainly. So um, statistics is, is funny, but here's the thing. If you look at the whole population at large, the, the, the mortality or incident-related mortality from, from uh, uh, COVID itself is about one percent. but this is all comers, young and old. If you are sick enough to require hospitalization, you know the 2,200 that you just mentioned. If you're sick enough to require hospitalization, that means the disease has affected your lung quite a bit. At that point, your mortality actually goes up to 16 17%. If you are sick enough to require an admission to the ICU because you just can't breathe on your own without without, without a lot of oxygen or mechanical ventilation, your mortality chance goes up to 30%, 35%. If you end up on life support, it's a 50% mortality. The longer you are on life support, the higher that chance goes up to. With some people dying from it. So what we're seeing in the hospital, you know, to be fair, is the tip of the iceberg of the worst p- patient worst cases coming in. But nevertheless, that's by itself is still thousands of people. And if you have, if you multiply this by so many more times in the community, then even a smaller percentage of that showing up in the hospital will paralyze the hospital as it has already. We've already canceled our elective cases. That that, that displaces care to a lot of people. Regardless of vaccination status, it truly is. I mean, we share the same healthcare resource, all of us, as a community. So we're all in this together, including the detrimental detrimental effects of uh, of plugging up the hospital system like this. And you add to it, the staff is sick. Now we, we you know, when we had nine hundred ICU patients back in May, if you recall, that's the, the highest we've seen out of two thousand um, ICU beds in the in the province. I think we went up to twenty two hundred. Nine hundred were covid related and icus i think we're going to have a hard time going up to 900 now even if we had 900 because of staffing issues so you can see the challenge now we're at 320 if we go to 450 500 600 you know the system can take so much so our plea as a hospital has been to please heed the advice of public health get your vaccine shelter down for the next months until this wave gets sweeps through we're hoping it's a fast wave but it's going to cause a lot of damage and it's uh, in its trail if we don't take it seriously.
0: Uh, Doctor, I very much appreciate your time today and uh, giving us the perspective of what's happening uh, in your part of the province. Thank you again. Thank you. That is Dr. Michael Haddad, who's Chief of Staff at Blue Water Health in Sarnia, Lambton.